warning. What you are about to hear is a really loud Catholic dude. After all, he ain't called the Forte Catholic for nothing. So relax your grip on the steering wheel. Pull your headphones away ever so slightly. Secure any loose articles and muffle Junior's ears because it's time to make Catholicism fun again on the Forte Catholic Show with Taylor Schroll on Red Sea Catholic Radio. Inside of the Red Sea Radio Intergalactic Studios, it is finally not blistering hot. I'm wearing a short sleeve shirt and not sweating. And I didn't realize how awkward it would be to tell you what I was wearing until after I started saying it. What's up, Father Anthony? <laughs> What's up, Taylor? Uh, I'm wearing clerics, if, that, if that's what we're doing on this segment. I have a tab collar on, and um, yeah. Well, I'm glad that is the case. So, yes. <laughs> what a strange thing. Okay, so that actually brings up an interesting situation I found myself in. I want you to tell me if I did this wrong. Okay. Uh, and any, I feel like anytime I ask that question, the answer is always going to be yes. But I'm going to I try. I feel like it's yeah. I feel like it's going to be yes. But let's 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 see it play out. I'm going to try anyway. So, uh, there's a, a female friend of mine that we are not acquaintances and not best friends. We're somewhere in between, okay? Okay. Uh, I was in her, in her town, and we were going to meet up to go do something cool with a bunch of other people. Like, it wasn't just the two of us, right? There's just, I was going to pick her up. We were going to go hang out with our friends. It was going to be a grand old time. And yeah. uh, so I'm in a restaurant and that is very loud, and I'm surrounded by a lot of my friends, and she's texting me. She's like, actually, I'm not going to, to, come, to come out uh, so you don't have to pick me up like, uh, because something about like, not wanting to get, like, get all fancied up and to like, go out. Does that okay. make sense? Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, you don't have to get fancy. I'm currently wearing shorts and a, like, athletic shorts and a T-shirt in a fancy restaurant surrounded by people in suits. And a male friend of mine told me that that was inappropriate because it's always inappropriate to text a girl that is not your wife what you are wearing. And yet, we started this radio show, and you told everyone what you were wearing. <laughs> so now I think I'm right. Yeah, so uh, so I get what your friend is saying. I get that. But you were just trying to let this person know that like you're wearing totally casual clothes to this thing, so don't worry about it. I don't know. In that scenario, I don't think that's so bad. I don't know. I mean, in general, I think he's he's probably right. If you if you were to text this person out of the blue with just what you're wearing, that would be a major problem. <laughs> this would just uh, encourage this person to hang out with a group of people. So I think you're fine. You know what I'm going to do now, right, with all of my male friends? Like, you're going to get a text in 13 days, <laughs> and it's going to be, like, it's going to be completely innocuous. Like, I'm wearing yes. jeans, a Catholic T-shirt, sacrilegious socks, uh, a pair of Sperry's and a hat and yes. like no other context just out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start doing that once a day to a, one male friend every day. That is the greatest <laughs> form of comedy. And you just gave it to me. And I am just undyingly grateful. 
<laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, uh, back to what uh, our originally scheduled programming. So we were we were catching up yesterday. We were playing some video games, and I, uh, we were talking about our weekends. And this also gave me just like one of those pieces of comedy that people might not think is all that funny, but I uh-huh. just found it hilarious. Um, I I knew. I was just taking notes from our conversation or recalling notes today uh, from our conversation yesterday. So yeah. I, I, I abbreviate my name and I say Tay. <laughs> and then I put like all the things from my weekend that are like talking points for the show. And yeah. then I go to abbreviate your name and your full name in my brain is Father Anthony Scarmaggi Shirapa. Okay. Right. Which yeah. abbreviates to f- Fat. F A T. It abbreviates to Fat. So. <laughs> What it says on my notes right now is Fat Tay, and I'm very uncomfortable about what this means. <laughs> so I think I just called, called both of us fat completely by accident, and I thought it was very funny. You know, uh, this is just a little, little teaser for the next segment, but also like in your notes, they're not completely written out because they're notes, and the bottom of your notes you sent me just says Packers, National Anthem, and Alicia Keys. And when I got that, I'm like, this is going to be fascinating. What? How could these things relate i'm so excited yeah uh aaron so, rogers is going to be joining excellent. us on the show uh yep. singing an alicia keys song that's the that's the connection that would there. be amazing <laughs> <laughs> and like we're not gonna talk just like the text message i'm gonna send you in 13 days there's gonna be yeah. no setup we're just gonna come back from break and a random man is going to be singing and when you hear that man you will know that it's aaron rogers perfect all of that Great is a lot. Welcome to Forte Cafe. Okay. <laughs> Back to our notes. Right next to fat, it says yep. that you uh, attended a confirmation with the tall hat guy. So tell us about yes. that. Oh, the tall hat guy is my bishop. He is he is both pretty tall and he has a hat because he's a bishop. So um, we had wait, a confirmation. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, I understand what you just said, but yeah. in my brain, I was calling the hat tall, yet you... Were oh, yeah, you yeah. were like you took both of those as adjectives or describing words for the guy? I find that yes. fascinating. Yeah. So if we used to ask like a little kid, who is the bishop? Oh, he is the tall hat guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that so guy, that's how my that brain guy. works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was it was wonderful. We had a pretty big confirmation class and. Uh, uh, the bishop came, he did his thing. Everyone was nice and dressed up. They got confirmed. It was nice because I've been at the parish long enough where I've worked with some of the kids in our youth group and to see them get confirmed was really nice. Everything went well. Um, it's a long, it's a long mass for us. It was like, I don't know, it was like two hours long. And this was at the end of my day. I'd already said two masses or two masses before. But the great thing was, is I just had to dress up, show up. I didn't have to do anything. I just had to look priestly. So it was a good, good afternoon. So you were on the cusp of it, but I'm just going to go have to go ahead and have to ask you, uh, yeah. what were you wearing? Yes, I was wearing a red <laughs> chasuble. It, it matched the other parochial vicar's red chasuble, so we were coordinated like that. Uh, and uh, you know, alb and what else? Amis, cincture. You know, I won't, I won't go into more detail on that, but I was wearing the robes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, <laughs> I, I, I my, it was amazing how you worded those in the order that you did because every single one i understood less what you meant yes i, I threw some fancy words at you 
<laughs> and somebody's going to tell me after they're listening to this that two of those words weren't real and that was you messing with me. No, no, no. So the Amis, uh, a little quick little thing. So no, 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 Amis, no. No one cares. <laughs> no one cares. Okay, 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 no okay fine. <laughs> if you care what an Amis is, you just send me a little message and I'll connect you <laughs> with, with Fat Anthony. Okay. Um, so... Uh, it was a pretty good weekend. Like you got to hang out with with a uh, a descendant of the apostles. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it, is, it was cool. It's uh, I know Moshe pretty well, um, so it was nice to see him. And uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I, I was like, okay, like you've been a priest for how long now? About three years. Three years. So you've you've, gi- you've given us like a good year and a half. So yeah. uh, I was surprised when I brought it up yesterday when I said like, oh, like how many times have you come celebrated with the bishop? And you said, oh, too many to remember. Like, I thought it would be special for you to come <laughs> celebrate with the bishop. You were like, no, I'm fancy, and I wear fancy Amos clothes, and I, I hang out with the bishop. So here's the thing. Of course, it's definitely an honor and lovely to celebrate with the bishop. But, you know, I've been a priest for three years. You have two confirmations a year. You have the chrism mass. Uh, you've got ordination masses and for all those I've technically can celebrate with him. So it's, you know, it's nice to have him at our parish, you know, in our home, but it's, uh, it's not that big a deal. Okay. So you just listed four things that happen yep. yearly and you've yep. been a priest for three years. So I think that number would be 12. I don't think that's too high to count. That's too much math for me to do while playing video games, Taylor. Wow. You, yeah. like, it is amazing how you still find ways to surprise me. Right, there you go. <laughs> well, uh, I didn't get to hang out with a, a tall guy or a hat guy this weekend, but I went to uh, Iowa, which you texted me during, and you do you remember what you asked me about Iowa? Is that even a real place? I think is what <laughs> is I asked you. Is that even a real place? So all of our listeners in Iowa, I just wanted you to know that that's how Father Anthony feels. Um, yep. I take nothing back. I'm doubling down on that. And I... I want to tell you that I am the I'm the promoter of Iowa. I am a hero of Iowa, and I responded with a picture of Iowa. And by that I mean, anytime you take a picture in Iowa, it's the exact same picture. It's just fields filled with either corn or soy. Um, so I responded, "It is definitely a place. There's just nothing here. Like there's nothing there, but it's definitely a place. So how dare you, sir?" So what did you do? Did you like preach to the the cornfields like a weird kind of St. Anthony vibe or what were you doing over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you remember how a few weeks ago people were confessing to plants? I thought that was a strange yeah, way to go. Like, I didn't want to tell my sins. I, I was taking evangelization. I heard that the new evangelization is preaching to those said plants. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's what I was doing this weekend. Preaching to, yeah. the, to, the, to the soy. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. You probably know more about the gospel than the soy plants. So I think that's a good move. The, to, to be honest though, the corn, I did pretty well with the corn, but the soy were a little intolerant. Oh, were they? That was a good, what a twist. That was a good joke. That was a good joke. You know, you want to laugh. You're trying not to. I love when you try not to laugh. Because you're like, dang it, I don't want to laugh at that. Because I tried not to laugh because the, the joke was so dumb, but I also found it funny, and I was ashamed at myself exactly, at finding it funny. Exactly. <laughs> I think like that's how most people, you identify with every listener, where they're like, I don't want to find this funny, but strangely I do. And I feel bad that I still listen, and yet I keep coming back for more. So after preaching to the corn and the soy... <laughs> 
Did you did you talk to any human beings over there? I did. There's there's not much money in in preaching to the soy and corn. Uh, a little bit more. Uh, I find more like spiritual edification in that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, speaking to humans definitely pays better. So, I uh, emceed and led worship for the Sioux City Diocesan Youth Conference, and this is this is my third one. They've only like this is the fifth one total. And yeah. no, the fourth one total, and I've been at three of them now. So it's like I feel like it's it's a weird thing to only like be in Iowa once or twice a year, and yet yeah. I feel a part of this community because this particular community only meets once a year, and I'm there oh, yeah. just about every time. So it's it's like I'm an honorary Iowan. I I I win. I win. So were you there the last three years, or did you did they skip a year with you? Uh, yeah, I I was. Unfortunately, I was actually so. This is actually ironic that you're the person asking. The weekend I met you was the weekend they had their conference because I was already booked to speak at the conference in Steubenville, and you uh, live right by there. So the yeah. weekend we met was the only year I wasn't an honorary Iowan. Oh, okay. So uh, my my question was, I wanted to see like what was their opinion of you? Did they have you on the first year? Decide that was a bad idea. But then nobody else, the, the person filled in for you the next year was bad. So like, okay, we'll take what we can get. And they've had you on for the next two years. Or what was the deal so, with that? So, right? Yeah. So ironically enough, uh, you'll have to tell me how I should feel about this. Because okay. I was there for year one. Yes. And everyone said, like all of the paperwork said, like all the, not paperwork, that sounds stupid. All the like reviews said it was the best one they ever had. And then we came back the second year. And they, I, it, they said it was the best one they ever had. Mm-hmm. And then I missed the third year, and uh, the music didn't go as well. That's as far mm-hmm. as I'll go on that. So mm-hmm. they were happy to bring me back this year, and then everybody said that this is the best one they ever had. So like, because I'm involved with all three of the ones that have been said that were the best they ever had, I don't know if that means that I wasn't as good in previous years or, and they all lied to me then, or they're all lying to me now, or if it's recency bias. I'm not sure what's going on. I think it's either they're totally lying to you, option one, or option two, which I'm leaning towards, is that you're just the Michael Phelps of emceeing and music playing for conferences. You just keep breaking your own records. That's probably what it is, right? Maybe, maybe. Okay, but here's here's an interesting caveat into, into that theory. It's a very nice theory. The first year, I just did music. The second year, I did music, and I was one of the keynote speakers. This year, I was not one of the keynote speakers, and I was an MC. So maybe what they're saying is that the sweet spot is when I just do music and don't talk as much. I think, yeah, that seems to be the thing. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's scientifically proven. That's the case. Right. So um, I talked about you at this conference, but I want to just like say that now and not tell you how, just to kind of mess with you particularly. Um, it's working, yeah. Good. <laughs> uh, in radio, they call it a radio tease, where you don't talk about something so that listeners keep listening. And yeah. I usually do stuff like that, but this time it's just to bother you. So first, yeah. we're going to talk about my hardship. So uh, every time I go to Iowa, literally every time I go, my flights and travel never, ever go well. Not Not once have they gone well. The first one I've talked about on the show before, I'm not going to get into it, it was my worst travel day of all time, speaking of what I was wearing, it was just about nothing. But by the time <laughs> I got there, because like Yikes. I had nothing left, like my guitar was broken. I didn't have any luggage. I was wearing athletic shorts, a t-shirt, dress shoes. Like it was. I can't get into it. I can't get into it. It was a very difficult day. 
But the joke is every year that I come in, like, oh, what's going to go wrong this year? And three months ago, my my flights had already been ruined. I was supposed to fly out of here where I live at 11 o'clock. And they canceled that flight, so they just automatically moved my flight to 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Meaning I had to wake up at 3 a.m. to get on the flight on time. Which is a huge sacrifice for me because that's closer to my bedtime than my wake-up time. (laughs) Yeah. So, but, like, I've been getting a little better at, like, sacrificing things. So I wasn't like complaining about it. I was trying to be a good, better Catholic and like man up and be like, okay, this is just what I have to do. I just need to be responsible. I need to take care of myself. Here's what we're going to do. And I was doing great, Father Anthony, until I arrived there and the flights had gone smoothly. And everyone in the diocese was like, oh, I'm glad your flights went so well and there were no problems this time. Oh, I'm glad everything went okay. Oh, I'm glad. Stop it. It didn't go okay. I had to wake up at 3 a.m. That's not good. <laughs> so I was being a good person until they told me I like everything was going well for me. And that just broke me inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, of course, not only that, I could see where they're coming from, but all like all three days, this was a joke. Back and forth. Oh, I'm glad you're I'm glad your flights went okay. And every time I'm just like the the darkness inside of me is growing. And then we get to my flights back. I get to the airport. We were late. There were three of us getting back to the airport. I was not there on time to get on my flight, so I was delayed four hours. So I sat in the Des Moines, Iowa airport, which does not have (laughs) Wi-Fi, or you had to pay. (laughs) It does not have free Wi-Fi like every other airport in America. Uh, And I had to sit there and, yeah, just kind of chill. The good news is, and this is where you come into the picture, is one of the people that I was with was one of the speakers at the conference. The two speakers were Sarah Swafford and Father John Burns, the two people that I've looked up to for a long time. It was an absolute honor and pleasure to work with them. Uh, and so you weren't in, this, in the sentence where I was saying it was an honor and privilege to work with them, but you did come yeah, up yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was talking to Father John Burns because he is a great priest. And there were t- a ton of great priests at this youth conference in Iowa. And... I, st- I started talking with, with Father John because he had his, his flight was about an hour later than mine was supposed to be. So I just was like, well, I'm here for four hours. I might as well hang out with you until you fly out, right? <laughs> yeah. So we start, I forget how we got into it, but like I was just kind of thanking him. Um, and because one of the big takeaways that I had from the conference is like, it was beautiful to be in a room with like 10 priests who were on fire for God and really cared about young people and were dynamic and like cared about evangeliz- evangelizing our young people. And it was really cool. And he, he started saying that one of the things that he does as a priest that he like makes a, a purpose to do is to apologize on behalf of some of his brother priests. Because as you and I have talked about, like there have been like not, not scandal type things, but there have been things that priests have done to me that have hurt me, hurt my relationship with the church, hurt my relationship with God. Right. And, and he goes around and, and he apologizes on behalf of priests that have made any kind of mistake. And yeah. I, I found it interesting, and this is where you came up, because I was like, over this last year, like you have been highly influential in me staying Catholic and me staying faithful and me staying uh, sane, because anytime mm-hmm. I'm having trouble with a priest, I talk to you and I, uh, you help me through it, or sometimes that just means listening to me yell for, for a little <laughs> while. <laughs> and uh, so I was telling him how thankful I have been for having you in my life. Mm. 
You're welcome. Oh no, thank you. Yeah, that's really <laughs> sorry. I was I was wiping back tears. I didn't want to start sniffling into <laughs> the up. microphone. No, but seriously, that's very kind. I, I appreciate it. And I've uh, yeah, yeah. That was very nice. I don't know what to say. Thank you. You're welcome. So the final thing about it though, what I found was interesting is, is the it was the first time that I really thought about how there have been multiple interactions with priests that have damaged my faith um, and damaged my relationship. Like the whole in persona Christi thing, like really messes with us theologically sometimes when a priest is doing negative things. Even if he's not sure. in persona Christi at the moment, it's still like you're supposed to be representative of Christ. And if this is what Christ is like, then this, then I start like p- putting those things on Christ. Like even though I don't mean yeah. to, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was it was interesting because he was saying like essentially every time he apologizes, it means a lot. Not like it just clicked in my head where I was like, through the sin of one, Adam, mm-hmm. sin came into the world. And then through, like, it even says in the scriptures, like, in the same way that Adam sinned once, Christ, in his obedience on the cross, that one thing fixed all of that, right? And yeah. and it's, it's not a one-to-one comparison, but how essentially a priest, who I still see in Persona Christi, like in you or in Father John Burns or in, in, in a, a number of other great priests, their witness and, they, and, and your, like, his apology, your witness, these sorts of things— help re- like repair those things for us as the laity. And I, that, that just stuck into my brain. And I was like, like, this is awesome. Like the good priests are helping to bring healing to yeah. the hurts caused by negative things that priests have done. Yeah. And I, I think it goes to show just how, because both of the examples, you're right to compare them, uh, but it shows how tied we are together just being human beings so like um it's really not this kind of just me and my salvation it's really this kind of group effort and we can hurt each other and we can also build each other up uh and also same thing for the priesthood and that's something i've been thinking about a lot since i've been ordained is that um there is one priesthood and we all have a share in it so the good things we do we all share in it also the bad things that we do we all share in it uh so yeah i think that's that's a really good reflection um and a reminder that a hopeful reminder that even though bad things have been done, a lot of good can still be done, and Christ still works through his people and his priesthood. So that's that's good. Amen. And I only had that revelation because I was sitting in an airport delayed by four and a half hours because Iowa. So that is our first segment for today. Uh, Amanda Vernon is our guest today. Uh, she's an actual recording artist, unlike Father Anthony or Aaron Rodgers. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. I had to come back to the Aaron Rodgers joke. That was brilliant. Thank you. You didn't see me, but I threw my hands up in the air as soon as you did that. <laughs> <laughs> That's phenomenal. It's it's awesome because you definitely talked over the outro too. That was great. <laughs> I might leave it. I thought you muted me now. That's why I was like, I can just talk over the outro. Well, Father Anthony, you look terrible today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go eat a snack and then cry and take a nap. Well, That's I, what I'm going to do. I was trying to start redoing the commercials. <laughs> That's a commercial, but this is all part of the commercial. Go to your, uh, I'm going to buy some beard balm, take a nap, and cry. But it'll be better because – no, sorry. Go ahead. Yo, yeah, no, you were you were on it. You will you look terrible today, but you'll get a little bit of cleanup. You'll get some beard balm, some beard oil, and maybe <laughs> some lotion for your dying skin. ForteCatholic.com slash beard for 10% off. Maybe it's 11%. It's 11% off. It's the worst commercial we've ever done. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> oh, 
know. Is that real? Are we, are we keeping that? Absolutely, we're keeping that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, here we go. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. I don't know why I keep saying that. It would be really weird if you listened to the first segment and then all of a sudden there was a different host in the second segment. But that's how radio works. And those are the rules. And as we all know, I always play by the rules. Isn't that right, Father Anthony? Absolutely correct. And everyone who listens to the show would also agree with that wholeheartedly. Tell me how good of a Catholic I am, Father. You are. I mean, you're pretty good. Like a B+. Dude, that's that's the best grade in Catholicism I've ever received. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean the 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 bar's pretty low, so you know, take that with a grain of salt. But you're doing good. Like generally for Catholics, the bar's pretty low. Uh, I'm maybe speaking from my own experience, but uh, yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Well, we brought who is at least at least an A minus Catholic onto the show today as our guest. <laughs> She's brought the average up because. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Father Anthony, as the okayest priest, like, okay grade is like C, C minus, C plus. So you're in that range. So right. uh, Amanda makes me the average. So Amanda Vernon <laughs> is here is here with us on the air today. Amanda, how are you, my friend? Hi, I'm excellent. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We were talking a little bit beforehand about uh, some of the similarities and the differences that, that you and I have and mostly the differences are you have all the good qualities and I have all the negative ones. So, uh, you, you, <laughs> uh, it, it's like the most, like honestly, <laughs> the most baffling thing about you, the most baffling thing about you is that I just found out about you three weeks ago and I have no idea how I didn't know who you were. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I found out from about you from Edmund Edmund Mitchell over at the show because you went and did one of his shows on right. the show, which mm-hmm. is the most confusing naming. We he and I talked about that. I, I don't know how to talk about his show because I went on his show, and when I talk about it's his show called the show, and we're there to yeah. talk about my show, and so my right. show when I talk about it, I talk about the show, and it's very confusing mm. to me, but. Right. You were not confusing. You went and you did like a live <laughs> live studio performance in his house. And I was mm-hmm. like, this woman's amazing. How do I not know uh, who she is? So then I stalked well, you and you. you agreed to come onto the, onto the show. Well, I'm glad to be, I'm glad to be friends now. So thanks for letting me in, you know, for sure. <laughs> inner circle. With Father the, Anthony. With, hey. with Father Anthony. <laughs> yes, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Just so that the people at home know, uh, we're doing this on a video conference. So I can see Amanda. Amanda can see me. And Father Anthony <laughs> is like a one inch by one inch square inside of a six inch by four inch rectangle. And we can't understand anything he's doing or saying. Except that he's laughing. He's perpetually <laughs> yes, laughing. Perpetually laughing in the picture. That's awesome. <laughs> Which I feel very affirmed. So thank you for enjoying this. This moment. was the plan all along. So even though I'm scowling at the entire time, you don't know that. You just feel affirmed. This is also why it's important to have a screen for confessions. It's the same effect. Is it really? So for yeah, those I actually of- have a picture of my smiling face on the other side of the screen. <laughs> so for those of you at home, this is how Amanda feels. Um, Amanda says, hi, I'm Amanda. And we get applause. And then uh, she says, uh, I am a singer professionally. And then Father Anthony, as we all know, laughs like this. <laughs> 
I knew you're going to bring that up again. You can't help yourself. <laughs> I do. It's the greatest <laughs> laugh of all time. Uh, so enough about Father Anthony. I'm done with him. Amanda, so I stopped you on the internet, but before I ask any questions, I want you to I want to give you the chance to let people oh. hear the good things about you. So who are you? Brag, <laughs> brag about yourself for a minute. Well, thanks. So I'm a Catholic evangelist. I live in Phoenix, Arizona with my husband and our four young children. And uh, I'm also a professional recording artist and a newly published author. That's very exciting. So I watched this video on YouTube. It's like get to know Amanda Vernon. And I'm like, can't all why can't all of my guests have a get to know you video? Because this is extremely, <laughs> extremely helpful. Uh, and the first thing I saw was all the stuff about your book, which we're going to get into a second. It's the reason you're mm -hmm. here, because obviously you wouldn't want to talk to us without having a book, obviously. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, um, but uh, I was watching the video. And I had one of the most like existential moments of my entire life. Like everything okay. about you, like how you look, the way you have your hair, the way that you play the piano, the way that you sing. I was like, this girl's the Catholic Alicia Keys. <laughs> She's the Catholic Alicia Keys. And then four minutes into that video, do you remember what you said about yourself and Alicia Keys? Oh, I think I said something like that, right? You about did. Oh, I said, I like to say, I don't know if this on the video, but what I like to say is like when people say like, "What's your music like?" I say it's like if Alicia Keys grew up in the Midwest. Exactly. So I'm like, she's reading my mind as she's, <laughs> as she's recording this video, and it, it was phenomenal. So like, I I grew up loving Alicia Keys. Your 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 music sounds similar. Like it, it beautiful, beautiful music, beautiful voice. Uh, and then I saw uh, like. There's another similarity with my wife saying that you were a you were a daddy's girl, and then like as you're telling that story, there's video of you singing the national anthem at the Green oh, Bay yeah. Packers game, and you're just oh, absolutely yeah. getting it. There's like a hundred thousand people <laughs> in the stadium, and there you thank are, and I'm like, this is awesome. This is this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, thank you. Well, <laughs> those are some good memories for me. So thank you. Appreciate yeah, for that. For sure. So okay. So. One of the questions that I asked you uh, just in our in our uh, chatting back and forth before the show is like, how how did you get into being a full time recording artist traveling around? You have mm. all the, the kids, you've got the husband, you've got this like, like, how did how did that all start for you? Mm -hmm. Well, really, my my career now is. You know, we we f <laughs> I tell everyone that all proceeds benefit the Feed the Children Fund because, like, <laughs> we are uh, all of my music, all the book sales, everything that I do in my career. That's how we feed our family, and so we don't have. There's no side hustle, you know. So like, when my husband is managing my career, he's also managing the household, and that's it. You know, and then I'm out on the road, and when I'm home, we're all together. And so that's been, I think we talked about this right a little back and forth as you, as you mentioned, but that's been seven years now. Wow. So, um, really shown to be sustainable and it, it really began though, organically through my home parish and just from having a family that raised me to give back to my Catholic community. And that's what I've been trying to do. And it turns out it's a two way street. So it's just been amazing to see it blossom from something that I wanted to give to my parish family, like sharing my gift of music and then growing beyond, you know, my own diocese and to other states and then other parts of the world. And now for it to be my entire career is just such a blessing. 
Yeah, it's really exciting. So you mentioned the like Feed the Children Fund. So this is going <laughs> yeah. to be – I know you've done interviews about this book that, that you've been – that you just came out with, that you've mm-hmm. been promoting. This is – I promise you. This is going to be the the weirdest segue into talking about that book that you have ever had. Are you ready? Okay, bring it on. Is there like a drum roll or something? Uh, yes, I think we do have a drum roll. If you can vamp for just a second, I might have one. Okay, um, so just looking at Father Anthony's laughing face over here. He's, <laughs> he's ready for this. I don't think I have a drum roll. That's really sad. But it's disappointing. But we have. But there you go. There you go. <laughs> but okay, I know you're the professional musician, but Father Anthony is 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 the real is the real deal when it comes to music. Like people are picking up on this theme. Like a month ago, he was the co-host when we talked to a professional recording uh, recording artist, Father Rob Gallia, and now oh, we yeah. have you, another professional recording artist, and like I'm I'm picking all of these on purpose because Father Anthony himself is just a tremendous, tremendous musician. Okay. I, uh, uh, thank you. Cause I, I play so many instruments yeah. all the time. What? Yes. Rank the top three. Like what are your three best instruments, father? Uh, bass guitar, um, harmonica and harpsichord. Okay. Hey. Uh, harpsichord, huh? <laughs> yeah. Since we're since we're making this like whole false narrative about me, I figured I'd go all out. Right. Yeah. And I think everyone like might have believed you until you said harpsichord. Yeah. Father <laughs> right. Anthony's a terrible musician. But but Amanda, that wasn't the segue that I meant. That wasn't the segue. I meant. <laughs> Wait, was that, that was a thing false, just to make fun of me as a side false, note? That was just that whole false and was also a false intro. That was amazing. It was that great. Was... We're we're wow. we're being incepted right now. The top is still spinning. Uh, that's that's what's going on. So, okay, here we go. You mentioned the uh, the Feed the Children Fund, how you're the, like everything you do from your touring, the music, the book is all helping right. to feed your, your children, right? Mm-hmm. You wrote a book with a priest. So, I have to ask you this is the segue. What cut is he taking from all these book proceeds? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Because, like, that's is he? A great question. Because if he is taking any cut, if he's taking ten percent, mm-hmm. he's taking ten percent from your children. If he's taking fifty percent, he's taking fifty percent from your children. This is how I see this. That's see. Okay, that's good. So if if he had not actually written the book and he was just promoting the book with me, I would agree. But he actually wrote some of the books. So some part of the book is his, which because he took a vow of poverty is automatically his communities. So it's legit, you know, portion of proceeds benefit congregation fully crossed because, you know, they own it. So the con- not only is he stealing, the entire congregation of the Holy <laughs> Cross is stealing from your children. That's what's you happening what? right now. <laughs> <You know what? laughs> um, hey, Father Anthony, help me out. <laughs> well, yeah, so you just it's just feeding these large adult children who are also religious. Is it's just feeding a, God's children. <laughs> God's so bearded, robed children who uh, pray all day. <laughs> so I feel like it's it sounds totally fair to me. I don't know. <laughs> bearded robed children. <laughs> Yes, because we're all children. I, I'm going to be hearing from a man, Amanda's manager God. after this, and maybe the publishing company. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's let's uh, let let we'll let you save the interview, Amanda. So, uh, I, I look up the I look up Thank the book. You. I look up the book. It's it's called When God Wrecks Your Romance, and the on the cover is mm-hmm. you and this priest that's stealing from you. So I'm learning about this yesterday. As I'm playing video games with Father Anthony, and I go, oh my, oh my gosh, 
I think I know what's happening. And then I turn off my headset to hear Father Anthony. And I, mm-hmm. like while, while we're playing video games, I'm already dead. I don't, I don't care. So I'm watching the video, and it's introducing y'all and introducing the book. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I know how this is going to end. I know how this is going to end. And yet... When I found out the ending, I was still surprised. This is quite a story. So set it up for us. Like start at the beginning, and then let's 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 milk out the uh, the final uh, the final straw there that right. really really broke the camel's back. And apparently, I'm the camel in this story. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> okay, well we we call our book a co-authored memoir uh, about. Two, two young kids who fell for each other as teens, basically. That's how we start. So this is the beginning of our story. And if I would have known what memoir meant, I would have understood it even earlier. <laughs> <laughs> you know, depending on the audience, sometimes <clears throat> I say, it's my story and it's his story in one story. You like that one better? That is dumbed down. So thanks for explaining it to me like you explained it to the junior high audiences when you tour. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. I've been practicing for this moment. I'm primed for this. Good. <laughs> okay. So then, well, what do you want to know? Like the, the intricacies of the story or like where are we going with this? I like how you said intricacies, but it was like kissies, which is funny because it's a romance book. <laughs> Exactly. Not that kind of romance book. Okay. So it's the two of you. Like that's the big twist. Like- I don't know what memoir. Well, here's is. the here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> okay, it's, so it's French for a book. That's what it, that's what it means. <laughs> These are uh, I'm hey everybody. I'm gonna share my memory <clears throat> of my story with this random priest, and I'll let you guess who the strange young boy I dated was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. This story, the story that Father Matt, my co-author, and I have. I really do not think it is a unique story. Like there are priests and religious across the country and the world who have some kind of a similar story from when they were younger and they were in love with someone and they were just trying to discern where God is calling them to be. But what is unorthodox about this book and the fact that we're sitting here, say, talking about this on your podcast is the fact that like, I don't see anyone else talking about it publicly. I mean, especially from, I don't know if you would agree with this, Father Anthony, but I've heard many priests talking about their own stories, right? You hear lay people talking about their stories, but to hear my perspective and his perspective on our same story, that just, I don't know if that's happened. Yeah, no, it's a really neat way to present it because there are stories, because you're Catholic, you're discerning, and relationships happen, and then it gets real complicated because God God makes everything more complicated sometimes. But yeah, the <laughs> fact that you can see both sides of the story, that's a really neat uh, medium to kind of express that. Because a lot of times when I tell my story, they want the other perspective. I'm like, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. they're not here, can't help you. <laughs> but like The fact that you have both, that's, that's a neat way to uh, present that story. Thank you. Yeah, what's interesting too is like from the priest's perspective, that must be a, a difficult thing for him to do. Right. So like Father mm-hmm. Anthony, I don't think you would go around. I don't think many priests would go around with like, hey, this is my ex-girlfriend. Do we hang out now? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> so like, like what, right. is, what is it about y'all's relationship that y'all are able to do that? Right. That's that's a great question. I really think that not only for a priest to say, hey, this is this is this person who's important in my life. And now here we are. But I think anybody to look back in your past and be like, oh, hey, that person who meant so much to me then, let's hang out now. Uh, how's that How's that going to work out? And I really believe, uh, well, I guess two answers come to mind. One is I 
believe that God has given us a particular grace to live this friendship now. And then secondly, I, I see that grace coming through my husband and through his religious community, because without the complete support of from both sides, you know, from my husband and from the congregation of Holy Cross, there's just no way that we would be free to fully live out our own commitments and our vocation and then somehow sustain this kind of friendship that's also so public as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, like the whole thing, like I said, I was sitting there with Father Anthony. I was like, oh boy, oh boy. Like, is this it? This is it. This is it. I know it. This is so, yeah, it's, it's so special. It's such a special story. So, um, what one we got we got a little bit of time left here. One of the things that it says like in the promo video for the book is it says that the book is ingrained in like the Holy Cross spirituality. So mm-hmm. how does a book about like y'all's dating mm-hmm. story and then not dating story after God wrecked that romance? Right. right? Like how how is how is the Holy Cross spirituality ingrained in that story? Right. So the Holy Cross spirituality is summed up sort of in their motto. They probably have a fancier word for it, but their sort of memoir is their memoir. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure if they have a memoir, it's in there. It's hail the cross, our only hope. Hmm. And so for me, that personally resonates because I grew up in this musical background of gospel spirituals. And so much of gospel spirituals have to do with like looking at your, your own suffering right? The cross in your own life and saying, I already have the victory right in the midst of this hardship that I'm in. Mm. And so since the music that I just grew up singing that formed my spirituality is so much in that same line as hail the cross, that just pours through our book. And so we, instead of like turning away from these heartbreaking moments that both Matt, you know, then the seminarian or just the kid who I knew in high school and I went through, we look back at it now as for him and an ordained priest and for me, a mom and and a wife. Um, and can we can look back and say, it was those moments that brought us to where we are today. Those moments matter and they are beautiful. Yeah, that is beautiful. So like, even as you're saying that, like you kind of already answered what was going to be my last question of like, why should people get this book? And like, that's something that we we try to talk about all the time. It's like finding God in the midst of the hardship because we all know mm. that our lives are difficult, right? So that's, mm-hmm. that is a great reason if that's the only reason to get the book. But uh, here's your, your final pitch. Why should they get it? What, is, <laughs> what are people going to get out of, of reading this book? Yeah, well, people will definitely get both of our perspectives. So you actually see the same scene unfold twice. First, I go through the scene and then you see those same interactions from his point of view. So you can see like how sometimes misunderstandings happen so easily. But yet I hope that what the reader can take away is that God is working through even our mistakes and even our oversights or our obliviousness at times that God is with us in those moments and furthermore has the grace and all the desire to bring the best out of even our worst heartache. Yeah, that's phenomenal. I want people to go get it and I want people to get connected with you. Uh, what's the best way for them to go buy the book and to follow you on social media? Because you're, you're, you're a good follow. I've really enjoyed these last f- three weeks or so. 
<laughs> Thanks so much. Well, the best place to find the book, whether it's a paperback or the audio book, is just going straight to the website, whengodwrecksyourromance.com. And then, yeah, people can follow me. I'm Amanda Vernon. So look me up on Instagram or YouTube or Facebook. But Amanda Vernon Music is where you can find me on social platforms. Well, exciting. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, you were great. And you gave me a gift that you have no idea until now that you have given it to me. Father Anthony just sent me a picture of baby Father Anthony playing the bass guitar. And <laughs> I now have the greatest piece of, what do you call it when you hold something over someone's head? Like I can threaten Father like Anthony. Blackmail? For blackmail. I have the greatest piece of blackmail. <laughs> so now I'm blackmailing Father Anthony. Uh, I don't apologize to him. I do apologize to the Brothers of the Holy Cross. I love you. <laughs> And this has been awesome. Amanda, thank you so much for your time. Uh, you rock. People, go find the book. Go buy it. It's going to be great. Amanda, thanks so much. And everybody else, we will be right back for our final segment of the day. Don't go anywhere. Father Anthony, that last commercial we did was the worst thing you and I have ever done together. <laughs> it you, was bad. It was bad. Would you like to do a, a better one? I would like to attempt. Okay, yes. he, I want you to attempt this. Um, I also have socks for 10% off, fortecatholic.com slash socks. What do you think that you can say to make people want to go buy these socks at a discount and also help support the show? Fun socks are fun and holy socks are holy. Like a lot of times you can't spruce up your outfit because you have to wear a certain thing, but you can always get away with wearing awesome socks. So buy some awesome socks at Sock Villages. Fortecatholic.com slash socks. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. He is Father Anthony Serapa. Father Anthony, I know that you are a uh, big proponent of listening to podcasts. At what speed do you listen to podcasts? Oh, I always listen at regular speed. Do you really? Yeah, I really do. Because huh. I, I drive so much. I travel so often that uh, I need that time. I don't want to speed it up. And slowing it down makes them sound really silly. But yeah, I listen to them at regular speed. That's fascinating because I used to be the same way. And then I, I just have this stronger thirst for knowledge than you do. Uh, so okay. I realized that even though I drive and travel a lot, I just needed uh, a whole 50% more. Uh, <laughs> I love how I stumble as I'm talking about growing in knowledge. That's beautiful. I'm just going to end that there. <laughs> but it is funny because I do listen at 1.5 speed. So when we're recording this live, I feel like my music should be at 1.5 speed. Oh, right, so it yeah. feels like it takes forever for the segment to start. <laughs> and it's weird because like, I don't listen to this podcast. I mean, who in their right mind would listen to this podcast? But uh, but I listen to other people's and the music's always like... Dun, 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 dun. Like it's faster, and yeah. I don't know how people listen at one point one point zero speed. They're insane, and that's why we love you. Okay, so one of my like I think it might be my favorite moment ever on the show with you. Do you have a guest? A guess on what my favorite moment ever with you on the air is? Oh oh oh. Um, I mean, recently is when you recorded my my laugh that you keep playing back. 
Yeah, that's uh, pretty great. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We have so many great moments. I, I can't imagine which one it is. <laughs> yeah, that one. I love that one, too. <laughs> that's maybe my favorite. Uh, that's it's not it. It's close, but it's 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 not it. My favorite memory ever was uh, right before Christmas last year. We were pre-recording because we were all going to be gone for Christmas, oh, and right, yeah. I wanted to check in on uh, oh. on your homily for Christmas and like what you said that was interesting. And since we pre-recorded, it was before Christmas, and we right. talked before the show about how you hadn't prepared your homily for Christmas yet. So. I didn't let the audience know we had that conversation. And then, like, I I had you share. I was like, hey, how did your homily go for Christmas? And you yeah. completely lied for, like, four and a half minutes. And I did. I made up a homily on the spot. <laughs> you did. It was beautiful. And it was like, well, well I, I, I take that back. What you said was not beautiful because it was not prepared. <laughs> but the situation was beautiful. And about four and a half minutes in, I just couldn't take any more. And I just busted out laughing. And I told everyone that you were a dirty liar and that it, we were pre-recording and it wasn't Christmas <laughs> yet. <laughs> I mean, for me, it still felt like relatively early. I mean, we, we've been recording with each other for a few times before that. But I was like, oh, okay, this is what radio people do. Uh, I'm going to roll with the punches. Okay, yeah, I can figure something out to say. I hope that was good. And then you just start laughing at me and calling me a liar. And then I understood what Forte Catholic was really all about, yeah. probably in that moment. And then you realize that that moment, that's what radio people do. Exactly, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's uh, that was awesome. Great moment. So uh, here to finish up our last segment, I want to give you a, a chance to redeem yourself uh, 10 months later, because that's how friendship should work, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, we were talking about what we should be talking about here in this in this last segment, and I heard a great homily this weekend. So, and then you also, like, separately from me, you're like, I'm going to go pray before the show. You came back and you were like, I gave the best homily ever this weekend, and I just wanted to give you a chance. Just here, like, give us a two-minute version of the homily you gave this weekend. We'll see if you're actually good at your job. Okay. Uh, so a little background. When I was preparing the homily, uh, the message of the gospel and really all the readings uh, last weekend are to pray constantly. And I found in my own life and the lives of others, the reason why that is difficult, because so often when we go to prayer, we have trouble hearing God and that becomes discouraging. So we stop praying. So my homily was about different reasons why we do not hear God and then the need to pray always and what that does for our souls. So that's the overview of the homily. That's not a two minute version of the homily, which you asked me to do. So why don't I hear God? So the first reason I talk about is the most painful and the most obvious one. And that is because we don't, we don't pray. Okay, that is a good, solid answer. But yeah, but a lot of times we, we take the whole idea of prayers talking to God a little bit too literally, and all we do is talk to him. And then we, we once we're done asking our stuff or saying our Hail Marys, we leave. And we don't leave time for silence and actually giving him the time to listen. So to so put I suggest- this in uh, just terms that I understand, prayer yeah. is not podcasting where I sit in a room by myself and talk for an hour and then just stop. Yeah, yeah, no, prayer is not podcasting. Yeah, prayer is much more like a regular uh, conversation with listening and stuff. Um, are there so are said, there breaks and uh, like does God ever throw in like uh, promotional materials for Sac Religious or or Catholic Balm Co in the middle of prayer time? 
No, but sometimes there are bumpers. Whenever a song gets stuck in your head in prayer, that's God playing a bumper for you for the next segment of prayer. So, okay. So whenever you are praying, have you ever just in the middle of your prayer heard something like this? (laughs) (laughs) It's making me so angry. You play that like four times. It's the worst laugh I've ever done. But I also do it often. No, uh, it's not the worst laugh you've ever done. It's the same laugh you do every other time. (laughs) Okay, back to your homily. Anyway, so yeah, so I suggested, I know it's really hard for, especially for families to find times in prayer. So uh, I suggest, you know, sometimes this does mean we have to take time out of our TV or Netflix or even video games, heaven forbid. But maybe it's something as simple as saying, hey, um, to your spouse, can you can you just watch the kids for a half hour? And for you to even like leave the house, and not go anywhere, but just go to your car and pray there, uh, making sure that, you know, if you turn the car on, you're not in the garage, so you don't meet jesus face to face but like to figure out some sort of way to actually take that time so that's reason one reason two is because if we haven't heard god in prayer maybe it's because we need to go to confession it's not like god is like crossing his arms and saying oh you're too big of a sinner i'm not talking to you god is always talking to you because he's the eternal word but sin kind of like clouds our minds and clouds our souls and makes it difficult on our end to hear god so maybe if you haven't gone to confession in a month or more, maybe it's time to go to confession to help you listen to God better. Uh, then I said, uh, if you don't hear God, maybe it's because you're not going to the place he most often speaks to us. God ordinarily speaks to us through the scriptures. So have you been praying with you know the Bible at all? Maybe that's the reason why you're not hearing God. And so I kind of gave those kind of few reasons. because I think those are the major reasons. And then I said, finally, sometimes... It can be frustrating at first, but God does speak to us in silence, and we need not to get freaked out by that. Like a lot of times when we're hanging out with someone, especially someone we love, there's no words being said. Like I'm sure sometimes you're just hanging out with your wife, and you guys are just kind of being there. Whether you're watching TV or just walking around outside, there's no words being said, but there is love being communicated. Right. Okay. Okay. I've heard that example a thousand times, and here's what bothers me. Because when I sit down to prayer... It's not like sitting face to face. It's more like this Skype call that we are on where uh-huh. like if I just called you on Skype and we just stared at each other for more than like 45 seconds, people would say it was it was weird. And yet we're called to pray for 20 or 30 minutes at a time. So like how is prayer different than me staring at your face for an hour on this Skype call? Yeah, because I'm not like present to you the way God is present to you, right? So like, don't get me wrong. Sometimes this silence, it is like a frustrating thing, but that doesn't mean that God isn't working silently in your soul. And sometimes God will allow that kind of frustration in prayer for a few reasons. I didn't talk about this, but this is important as well. Uh, sometimes to remind us that God isn't like a puppy dog who you call and he runs right after you. You're not in charge of God and you're not in charge of the relationship. And that's an important, though sometimes difficult He's like reminder. a cat. He's sometimes he is like a cat. It feels like he's a cat. Hey God, he's, come here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there, there can be other reasons as well, but it's important uh, to still persist in that uh, because the lo- this gets to the second part. The longer we persist in prayer, it prepares our hearts for deeper experiences of God. So it's kind of like, imagine your heart being kind of small. And that silence, that painful Doesn't silence. Doesn't take much is, imagination. Right. That, that, that painful silence is God stretching out our hearts. And that's why it's painful. That's why it's difficult. But he needs to do that part first so that our hearts are prepared for the graces he wants to give us. So you can't just be like, oh, God didn't show up today. So 
I'm not talking to God anymore. Your heart needs to be prepared for a deeper experience of his presence. You know, um, everyone listening is going to very much relate with what I'm about to say. So I want yeah. I want you to listen very carefully. There have been many times in all of our lives where we've been sitting there listening to a homily and we've just wanted to cut it off. And I am so happy that I get to do that right now. We're out of time. Father Anthony, thank you so much. Your homily's over. You're awesome. I love you. See ya. Love you too, Dan. <laughs> Father Anthony, that last commercial we did was actually pretty good. Uh, do you have a good idea for a commercial for Patreon? Yeah. Uh, if you listen to the episodes of me and Taylor, we always have amazing extra content that doesn't make it on the podcast. I'm so excited. I give to your Patreon. That's how much I like it. You sure do. Do you listen to it? I do. The and parts we- where I'm on. <laughs> you're you're selfish and strange um but, but uh, we actually like it's pretty awesome there's like a podcast feed just for the patreon content that you could put in your podcasting app and hear it just like uh you would the podcast but it's only for you because you bought the right to have that and speaking of that uh you bought the right to support the show because i love you you love me we're a happy family that's it father anthony we're done good love you love you too that's how the show's ended. <laughs> okay. <laughs>